Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Wild and Untamed, the podcast for the unapologetic and embodied. We will be talking all things esoteric, cosmic, and taboo without a filter. This podcast was birthed through the desire to bring forward conversations that I've been blessed to have with colleagues, co-workers, friends, sisters, communities that have unlocked so many potent pieces of awakening within me that I wanted to bring it to the masses. So this podcast is for those rising like the phoenix and burning the old paradigm to the ground. It's for those priests and priestesses, the witches and the empresses, for the kings, queens, and sovereign beings born to alchemize and destined to rise. This is the podcast for those yearning to learn with open hearts and expanded minds, for those who desire to create a new way anchored in infinite possibility and love. As I said, we will be talking everything esoteric, cosmic, taboo, anything that is not the mainstream narrative. Everything from sacred sexuality to ETs, aliens... All of the juicy things, and I'm so excited to bring this all to you. We're talking radical self-love and expression, to new paradigm business, to plant medicine, ancient mysticism, and all that it is to be human, all that it is to live in our human bodies, in this human experience, and offer ways that you can navigate and offer codes and suggestions and guidance so that you know that the infinite is possible and you don't have to do it alone. So my desire for you is that you listen to this podcast and you feel empowered to fully own all of your wild, to know that it is safe to be untamed and to stand out from the crowd, to take the leap into your wildest expression of self and to feel that excitement and expansion of knowing what is truly possible and to play in new realms of thought and desire for creating your wildest and most untamed reality. I am your host, Lara Raybone, and I am a womb priestess, and I coach women in their connection to their womb space, in reconnecting to this powerful creatrix that lies within all of us, male-bodied or female-bodied. Our womb space or our hara is literally where creation lies and so I work with sacred sexuality and using that sexual energy for creating the life of your dreams creating the orgasms of your dreams and really coming back to the home that lies within your body coming back to fully inhabiting your body and utilizing the technology that lies within us that has been long forgotten This technology has been so present in ancient teachings. It's been present throughout the span of time. Yet, as we have been raised in these patriarchal conditions and societies, we've forgotten the magic of the goddess. And we've actually been pulled more and more away from our bodies and more into 
our prefrontal cortex into our neocortex into our minds into our thinking minds which yes is expansion and it's incredible what the human brain and the human mind can do and we don't need to do either or right we are given these beautiful vessels these bodies to navigate the realms of earth in and there is so much wisdom in our bodies and in our primal instincts in connecting to our senses and really utilizing all of the information that we have around us all of the feedback that we're constantly absorbing to give us information to be able to use the technology of our bodies to really move through life with a lot more ease and grace and flow and magic fucking magic when we really utilize the power of our womb and the discernment of our hearts and we utilize our brain to support and visualizing our heart's desires we can then seed it and anchor it into the womb or the hara to then birth it into creation right the womb space or the hara is not just for creating human life it's for everything that we birth in business it's everything that we birth in our creations it's literally our creative life force and I want more people to know about it I want more people to be excited about dropping back into their bodies and creating a harmony between the mind between the thinking mind and their bodies to really be able to own and embrace the fullness of the power that we actually hold within us and my pathway into this has been sacred sexuality and womb work shamanic work with the womb and there are so many ways that we can move into this and I'm going to share with you a little bit of my story because embodiment is a huge piece of this and my belief with this raisin consciousness that we are experiencing right now on earth is actually less an ascension. It's a merging of our highest selves and our human selves. And so embodiment is a huge piece because we are being invited I believe, to clear the spaces within us with the old patterns, the old programming, the built-up residual emotions from trauma or traumatic experiences that we have held onto and locked inside our bodies that are actually then inhibiting the flow of our natural life force energy. And actually, when we drop into the body and we are willing to clear space, to feel all the feelings, to heal all of the healings, um, we are then able to create more space for our light bodies to descend. So I feel like it's this merging of the two. It's, an, it's a simultaneous ascension and descension, an ascension of our human vessel but it's also a descension of our light body our highest self into our human vessel it's a merging of the two and so embodiment is a huge 
piece of that and it's a huge part of the work that I do with sexuality and the shamanic womb journeys so it's this beautiful dance between remembering our wholeness remembering that we exist in a world of polarity where we have light and dark we have deep grief and we have ecstatic love and bliss we have pain and suffering and we also have beautiful expansive joy we live in this place of duality masculine feminine lunar solar like we have this vast space between the poles to explore and within this vast space as we move through the journey of this ascension, descension, whatever you want to call it, we're actually remembering our wholeness because the light cannot exist without the dark. The shadow cannot exist without the light. They are two together whole. So this journey, this path that I am clearly very passionate about is about remembering your wholeness and finding more and more compassion with self. It's about understanding the patterns, the wounds that lie within and not creating story. It's about going in and healing them so that you can really regain the sovereign leadership of your life. So, I'm going to share a little bit about my story as this is our first episode and you want to know who the hell is your guide for this journey, whether you're here just for this episode or whether you're with, with us for the long haul, you are welcome to utilize this in any way, shape or form that you so desire that serves your highest good, whether that is picking titles that really pique your interest or whether you're like I can't get enough of this I want to take it all in um, it is all absolutely welcome so a little bit of a share about my story and my awareness of consciousness began around 2012 and I started to feel called to make more conscious decisions with my body and with doing yoga and I went vegan and very much went into the pure the purity of all natural products and I had a beautiful housemate at the time so we were comrades in this journey into being more conscious bringing more conscious awareness to the choices that we were making on a day-to-day -day basis and as my journey continued, there was this real mm, juxtaposition. <laughs> I was modeling at the time uh, and also working as a hair and makeup artist. And so my life in modeling and hair and makeup <laughs> was a lot of partying, a lot of sex, a lot of drugs, a lot of rock and roll. And that was also this part of me that was exploring spirituality and getting into meditation and 
being really conscious about all of the other things that I was putting in my body, but then there was this cognitive dissonance between that and then the alcohol and then all the drugs at the weekend. So that kind of in itself was really fascinating. And and it got to a point, I think around 2016, where I was traveling the world. It was one year that I did like 52 flights in one year. And I was burning the candle at both ends. And I got to a point where I was just like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm done with like, I don't want to do the partying, I, but I have, I'd felt stuck in it. I'd felt like there was nowhere else to go because I had just gone with the flow and said yes to all of the incredible opportunities and trips and experiences, which was amazing. And I absolutely do not regret those experiences because I got to see so much of the world and I got to meet such incredible people and I have soul family all over the world now. So it's not that I'm denying or mm, shaming that period in my life, but I remember having this point where I decided to give up alcohol. I decided to be sober, which with the jobs that I was doing at the time was really challenging because there was a lot of emphasis on like partying and being really fun and drinking a lot and being wild. And so that was honestly a point where I had just hit of, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Again, the spiritual practices that I was doing, it was very evident that there was more for life there was more to life for me than what I was actually living. And while, yes, it's beautiful to be in the flow, I was also going in no direction. I always say that it was like the broken banks of a river <laughs> or a lake, right? There was expansion and excitement and it was all over the place, but there were no riverbanks. I wasn't going in any specific direction and I wanted to really make the most of this fucking life, honestly. And off the back of one of my work trips, I was offered, no, I wasn't offered. I decided to, it was in Argentina, and I decided to go to Patagonia because I was just like, I just need to go. And I was traveling with a bunch of girlfriends, most often off of the back of the trips, of the work trips. And I said to them, like, I want to go by myself. And that in itself was like, oh, okay. Well, she doesn't want us to come, so okay. Like, um, and so I went by myself. I went by myself for four days to Patagonia because I just needed a pattern interrupt. And I was in a pretty desperate space of just not feeling anything. I was numb. I'd come out of a relationship um, a couple of years before that I actually completely had lost myself in. I didn't know what made me happy. I remember my best friend saying to me, hey, what are five things in the day that you do that make you happy? And I couldn't name one. I had just completely sacrificed my desires for this partner and it had led to a point where I didn't even know what brought me joy and in hindsight there was and now I know with the education that I have and having delved into 
all of the different ways that we relate in romantic relationships, sexual relationship, there was actually a lot of emotional abuse in that relationship. So it makes perfect sense that I came out completely confused with who I was because I'd consistently put his needs before my own. And that led to me losing myself. And so a lot of the partying and the drugs and the alcohol and all of that was to actually numb out from feeling because I was terrified of feeling. Yet I had this deep desire to feel something. It became more and more aware from the end of the breakup to to this point where I just wasn't in control of my life. I wasn't living by my own North Star. I was just flailing in the depths of the ocean of life and having a great time, but also I didn't feel that purpose. And I also didn't feel physically in my body. And so at this trip to Patagonia, I remember going up to, walking for like an hour up to the the shore of the lake, the Lago de Argentina. And I remember taking my shoes off and grounding my feet and journaling for the first time ever. And I just channeled a bunch of affirmations like I am divine feminine, I am love, I am light. And I went and I was crying, sobbing as I wrote this, begging God to feel anything. And at that time, I didn't use the word God, but I was, I'd always felt that there was this higher power. So I was literally reaching out for anything, <laughs> any, whoever was out there to hear me and to help me feel. I was begging to feel something. And I remember like walking into the ice cold glacier lake and putting my feet in and just holding and reading this, these affirmations that I'd written while I sobbed and I watched the sunset. And that was my, I like to call it my eat, pray, love moment. (laughs) And the next day I went to go horseback riding and we went on this beautiful hack over the the mountains and the rolling hills. And I just remember the horse, like it was really hot and it felt like the horse was just really uncomfortable. Like it was chomping on its bit and it just, it had so much tack on and it just felt really uncomfortable. Like I could feel that it was uncomfortable. And I said to the guy leading the, the, the hack, oh, I just wish that, I could ride the horse bareback and I would just feel really good to do that because I feel like he's really not happy. And so the guy said, okay, come back in an hour. So we finished the hack. I was actually leaving that day on my flight to go back to England. And um, I went back to the stables and he took me to the Broken Banks. We jumped a fence we hopped over another rope and under another rope and we went and we got on the back of one of these horses that was grazing in the fields next to 
the lake and we rode this horse through the broken banks of the Lago de Argentina, through flocks of flamingos, which I had had a picture, and I still have it to this day, actually. It's my background on my laptop with flocks of flamingos as the sun is setting, and that's exactly what I experienced. And I think that that was the first point that I was reminded of the magic of life and the magic of intention. And I remember sitting at the back of the plane, I remember exactly where I was sitting um, on my connecting flight and just sobbing and journaling the whole way and just being so grateful to have had this experience and this reminder of the magic of life. And I was like sobbing because I felt something. And it's what I'd asked for. It's what I'd begged for the night before. I begged to feel and I was just filled with so much love and so much gratitude and that is truly the point that really shifted and I started searching more for purpose and then old habits came back in and I was still um, working in the job where there was a lot of partying I decided that I wanted to do ayahuasca and so I was doing this job where there was a lot of partying and then I would go through phases of sobriety and so I did sobriety I went and did ayahuasca which was again more life affirming for me I say again like I've told you guys the story I'll tell you guys at some point how my experience was but it was very life affirming rather than specifically life-changing, it was like, yes, you're on the right track, everything is connected, everything that you believe in, like, you're on the right track, carry on down this path. So, I then was led to leave that job, and I quit cold turkey, had no plan, (laughs) no plan whatsoever, Um, no plan for other income. I was just like, I know that this is not aligned for me anymore. And so I quit that job and was essentially just waiting for my purpose, (laughs) waiting to experience something that led me into what I was meant to be doing because I knew and I had always felt, even from a kid, that I was here to do big things. And my guides say that a lot. You're here to do big things, baby. You're here to do big things. And so I knew that. I just didn't know what that looked like. And then my journey took a really interesting turn. I became so dedicated and devoted to meditation and to exploring this higher self aspect that I ended up meditating a lot. I call this my isolation phase where I actually moved to Canada, Uh, which I always think is ironic because it's so freaking cold there half of the year. And so it feels very fitting that it was my isolation phase. Um, But I ended up exploring astral realms and all of these beautiful spaces in meditation. I intuitively learn how to do Reiki. I would send Reiki without knowing it was Reiki until years later where I actually did my Reiki training. I was like, oh, I've been doing this. 
Um, so I was exploring all of these realms, but isolating myself from the human experience to the point where my human experience became really, really, really fucking painful. This was looking like heartbreak, struggles with money, not having the jobs that I wanted coming through because I was modeling at the time and just feeling really fucking stuck. And actually it plunged me into a really dark space of being like, what the fuck is the point? What the fuck is the point in existing in this life? Because it's really hard and what I was experiencing in the 3D and my physical realm was not reflecting what I was experiencing in these like beautiful higher states of consciousness and I created story around that and and spiraled into a pretty deep dark space and I realized that at that point I was doing the same thing as the alcohol and the drugs and all of the things that I would do to tap out of my body, I was using meditation as the same thing. I was trying to escape my reality. I was trying to escape feeling. I was trying to escape the pain and the suffering that I was experiencing in this duality that I couldn't comprehend. And so that led me into really committing to embodiment and learning what it is to be in my body and starting to reconnect to the sensations and starting to reinvigorate the sensations within my body. And this looked like delving into the realms of Tantra and delving into the realms of emotional expression, which, by the way, in that relationship that I told you about way at the beginning scared the living shit out of me it fucking terrified me so expressing my emotions and opening my heart being vulnerable and speaking the truth of what I was actually feeling I'd always felt like it was too much right like I was a bossy kid or I was told I was a bossy kid and I think that as it naturally happens there are all of these ways that society and and life actually tries to inhibit the fullness of your expression because it makes other people feel unsafe because you don't often see and experience people in the fullness of their feeling body they, you don't often experience people even in the fullness of their joy and that was a huge piece as well for me was like I'm terrified to celebrate myself I'm terrified to like be silly and in my joy because what if I look stupid and so this path of liberation through love and through tantric practice and sacred sexuality and then using and re re awakening my body and it was actually a really beautiful journey because way back I trained as a dancer and so it was one of those aha moments where a piece drops in 
where I discovered embodiment and I was like, oh, of course, that's why I was drawn to dancing because movement of my body is a key to unlocking this missing piece or this this door back to my essence, to myself. And even delving into and being fascinated and pulled in by Tantra, the promiscuity and all of the wildness that happened in my early 20s made sense as well because of course there was that desire for sex because it's actually this key to unlocking the remembrance of my soul but just in a distortion so something that I really witnessed and really experienced is that the things that we're drawn to the things that maybe the ways that we express ourselves often they can come as a distortion and actually the ways that we are actually expressing our essence the things that are actually codes to our essence we create these layers of distortion that are accepted by society so that we can play in the realms of our essence but because of the way in which we have been brought up in the the confines and constraints the paradigm of the patriarchy it creates distortion in the pure essence of our expression so sexual energy is actually so pure and so innocent yet if you look at how sexuality is depicted within society it is so distorted and so shamed but also embraced and it's very fragmented and I believe it to be a way to disempower because when we have distortions and filters over specifically with it, when it comes to our sexuality and our sexual power and I have a whole plethora of things that I want to say about this in due course I'm just gonna seed it for now but if our sexuality is our superpower right and it's the key to unlocking our quantum existence then when we fragment it and distort it and give people just enough to satiate kind of that power but they don't fully understand how to harness it in the purity of its expression you're also then disempowering people so oh my gosh there's a whole there's a whole episode coming on that but for now I just really want to speak into the fact that the things that maybe we've explored in the past or whether that be like party drugs or recreational drugs to access different states it's because our soul knows that we can access these other states actually without anything else when we are curious and we seek sexual experiences and really are curious about utilizing our sexuality but there's an immaturity around it or there's a distortion around it it's actually coming from the space that like you know your soul knows that there is 
really potent power in that. And there are so many other ways that this can be expressed, but I really want to invite you to just be curious about, okay, what are the things that maybe I've shamed myself for in the past and what layers could these be? What distortions could these be on actually my truest essence? And how can I take those experiences rather than shaming them or making myself feel guilty or trying to lock them away and not actually let them see the light of day? How can you take those pieces and offer reflection of, okay, what was I seeking in that experience? And actually, now is there a more aligned way that I can access those states or that experience that I was desiring, but from a place of curiosity and innocence? So I'm going to leave that there. Like I said, there is going to be many many more episodes on all of these pieces, but I just wanted to drop in, introduce myself, give you a little taste, say hi, set the precedent for what is to come with this beautiful journey on Wild and Untamed. Please do get in contact if you want to find me on Instagram or if you want to check out my website, everything is in the show notes. But for now, I am going to send you so much love and I cannot wait to be with you again next episode.